Welcome to Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Juicebox. Oh boy. And this week we wanted to, I I personally wanted to cover a subject that kind of hits really close to home. Um, And, uh, you know, really almost 50% of families are affected out there by this. But um, it is the world that I have been engulfed in since I was two years old. And that is uh, that of step parenting, which is a sensitive subject to a lot of people out there, especially for people who are looking to get into relationships with people with kids. So when I was two, my parents separated. And when I was three, I gained a stepmother, <laughs> which uh, is a little bit telling about my dad. Uh, he found somebody really quick and, uh, you know, put another... Uh, authoritarian figure in my life. And then I was kind of raised by a single mother for about 10 years. And when I was 10 years old, I acquired a stepfather. Um, Both of them came with their own kids as well. So I have two stepbrothers and two stepsisters. I have a stepmother and stepdad. And I am a stepdad. Um, Asher, who I've talked about on this podcast and we've had on this podcast, uh, he is actually uh, my stepchild, and I met him when he was three years old, and now he's nine. Um, I think uh, his mother and I got married when he was five years old, so I knew him for about two years Sounds before right. we got married. Um, and so this week, uh, I'm going to dive a little bit into the world of step parenting for people out there who um, may want kind of a, a roadmap or just the opinion of somebody who's been through it and is still kind of new in the infancy of it, um, but at the same time has bridged that gap to uh, more of a deeper parenting role. So this week, I'm going to call this episode, Luke, I Am Your Stepfather. And the reason that I do that is because I think Darth Vader gets a very bad rap in Star Wars. And I think although he is this evil type figure that a lot of people see, (laughs) it kind of correlates to being a stepdad. He killed the younglings. Okay, he did. You're right about that. But You're saying Darth Vader is like a stepdad? I think he kind of is. And I think... Ultimately, deep down, Darth Vader really loves Luke Skywalker, and he yeah, wants, he wants the him best to take over. Him. He wants him to take over the family business. Yeah, but when he tells him that he is his dad, mm-hmm. uh, what was the reaction again? No, no, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that has a lot to do uh, with step parenting, or when I think about it. You know, I originally wanted to title this episode "You're Not My Dad," but that's just too. A cliche. And I think that also gets a bad rap in this world. So I, I went with Luke, you are my stepfather. And the reason being... Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I just have to ask a quick question here. Sure. So you look at yourself as Darth Vader in this scenario. Currently. And you're comparing yourself to Darth Vader. Okay, so quick difference there. Luke Skywalker was told that Darth Vader was the evilest person ever that killed his actual like father. Mm-hmm. 
I, I'm just like confused on this backstory between you and Asher. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, we'll get does, into that. Why does he think you're the most evil yeah, person? You're, well, you're, you don't fare so universe. well on your Star Wars analogies. So, you're okay. clear, so and and, and so, I think you're more Luke Skywalker than anything. I am not Luke Skywalker. You look so just like him. What you two guys said uh, brings up a really good point as to why Asher would think that I am like a Darth Vader role. And I think this goes back uh, all the way to the fourth century um and it is this premonition that step parents more specifically stepmothers um, have got a bad rap over the years and we i originally thought this started in the 50s with the Grimm brothers when they created cinderella and they create this evil stepmother role which mm -hmm. kind of carries on so when you think of step parents you think of uh, kind of evil because of a, a fable or a story that was told to us when we were little kids um I but like what I have found after doing a little bit more digging is that stepmothers are in both Eastern and Western culture depicted in fables as neglecting the welfare of their stepchildren, often in favor of their own children, reaching points of cruelty, verbal abuse, removal of the child, or murder, which is absolutely insane to me. That is insane, but God, when you're reading that, that is like... I mean, that is a laundry list of every evil stepmother in every single movie or TV story. show or story or anything. It's like that is. It's like they just have to tick all those boxes to make the evil step parent character. Right, uh, and then it goes all the way back to the fourth century, where Confucius wrote uh, some excerpts from. Uh, Chao Zing, I think I'm pronouncing that correct, where he actually cites uh, step parenting as being an evil type of uh, situation. Oh, uh, give us give us a Confucius say. Uh, <laughs> what? Hold um, on, I got one. Confucius say, <laughs> men with stepmother fall down many step in life. <laughs> I feel okay. like that was very problematic. I don't know if I get that. <laughs> Does that mean the stepmother pushed the man down the steps of life? It just means it's it. very hard because you're like constantly like feel like your your stepmom is constantly or step parent is constantly pushing against you. You're walking up an escalator. Read it any way you want. That's a yeah, great exactly. Confucius say. All right, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll quote have, that. Maybe I shouldn't have done it in broken English. No. <laughs> But ultimately, um, it's something that people deal with on a uh, on a global level. In fact, uh, nationally here in the United States, um, more than 1,300 new what they call, and let me get into this, blended families. People don't like to call them step families. Um, there's an actual term for it. It's called a blended family. Um, you're throwing a bunch of people in a blender. You're asking them to get along with each other, and then out comes a result. Um, so there's uh, more than a, a blended smooth, a, a yeah, smoothie. So we call them smoothie families. Smoothie families. I'll call our family a, a smoothie right now. All right, okay. um, so 1,300 new families are formed every day. 50% um, of children under 13 live with at least one step parent, which is a crazy stat that I've found. And it, it actually goes, you know, on that same linear line as the fact that there's more than uh, the divorce rate in America right now is higher than 50%. Um, and I've found that... Um, is it higher than 50%? Everything I saw had it like right at like 50%. I, when I say higher, I use that a little bit loosely, like 51, 52%. Okay. Yeah, it's okay, it's gotcha. more than 50%. 
Um, but they end in divorce, and the average marriage actually lasts seven years. Um, the seven-year itch. Yeah, there you go in the huh. United States, and that's and I think that's um, has a lot to do with people thinking that they should be on this path in life. You know, you're going to get married by the certain age, then you want to buy a house, then you want to have a kid. And some people um, I know, I, I know, and some people that I've heard you know tales or stories from is the fact that like they had this idea that. If they keep going and they keep adding these things, including a house and a dog and then a child, um, that it will ultimately save that marriage or get them past the seven-year mark. Right. Um, and that's not the case. Uh, you, you know, people are different, and you just can't, you know, control somebody else. Um, with all of these blended families uh, come new step parents. Now, let me say this. Uh, I often say on this podcast that if I have done something uh, once, then I'm an expert on it. And I know you guys laugh, but um, if you've gone through it, and in this, I've actually, you know, been part of this whole world my entire life, having, you know, both two step parents, four step siblings, and now I am a step parent. Mm -hmm. But I can honestly say to everybody out there right now that I am absolutely not an expert. And the reason I, on this subject, I'm an expert on a lot of things, but not this subject. And the re I know. You, you said something very humble there and followed it up with something that was not humble at all. No, it was like kind of refreshing that it was like, oh, never mind. Oh, uh, the reason I say that is because um, with all blended families or step families, um, there's so many variables and differences that come along with right, it. Right, yeah. Um, you know, everything from you could be a step parent to you could come straight into being a step parent to a teenager. You could be a step parent to an infant, um, you know, mm, who only sure. knows you in that role from their entire life. You could bring children along to this step family, and then you're worried about them. Um, it's kind of like the, the Mike Brady thing. I mean, he's one of the ones in time that gets a good rap for being a step parent. Um, cause he brings three kids, she brings three kids and they all got to figure out how to get along. Right. Yeah. Um, another one that I can think of more recently is the show modern family and, uh, Al, the Al Bundy role. He has to play a step parent in that and he doesn't have any kids and he kind of gets a good rap on that show. So there it's kind of getting enlightening or lightening up. So to speak over the years, it's gotta be tough though. Let me ask you this real quick before we move on, or maybe we can talk about this later, but when you and your wife first got together and you met Asher, like you were going into that without really any experience with kids, right? I, I did, had no experience with kids. I feel like that's got to be a big factor on it too. Like not, not even also in addition to how old the kid is and what stage of life they're in, it's got to, it's like what stage of life or what mentality the other person is too. Because if you're never dealing with kids, if you have never had a kid, you got to learn just that. jumping right into that, man. And yeah, and we're going to talk about jumping into it. Um, but and, and this is a funny story for our listenership out there. But when I met my wife, we went on our first date and I had done my vetting, so to speak, and asked around and gotten some information on her. And I remember we go to lunch one day. <laughs> is, that, is that funny? It just sounds like, no, never mind. So I got some information on her and then I, <laughs> I asked. Did you pay a guy a trench coat? <laughs> it does sound funny. I did not. <laughs> 
Um, no, I didn't. Um, so I asked her on this date and we go to lunch and we both work in the same building at the time. And I knew that she had a kid going into that lunch and she did not know that I knew. Mm. Um, so we're sitting in that lunch and she never brought it up. Now that's another thing, a whole nother world of this is the fact that I knew and I still wanted to go on this date. Right. And this is coming from, you know, 30 year old me, um, that, is still used to going out to the bars and doing whatever I want and going to movies on a school night and, you know, going to music festivals for five days. And Nothing's coming changed. back. Yeah. I was gonna How say. old are you? Yeah. Come on. Uh, <laughs> so I knew going into it, what I was about to get into. Uh, I thought she was very attractive and I wanted to pursue this relationship. And it was a couple of weeks later after we started dating that I met Asher for the first time. And I'll never forget this. I was with a uh, juice box and his wife, uh, I think it was girlfriend at the time. Mm. Um, and we had been at uh, uh, the basement watching a concert. And then we went over to Centennial Park for Earth Day Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dana will never let me live this one down. <laughs> but I went over there with her. And we were all supposed to go to the beer garden. As soon as we got there, I left her in the beer garden alone and went to search out uh, Stephanie and Asher. Because uh, I'd never met him before. And when I first walked up, they were sitting front row uh, at this concert in Centennial Park. And he was passed out on her shoulder he was three years old at the time just turned three um and he finally wakes up and the first interaction i have with him is i bought them ice cream because i'm you know trying to be this highlight reel of myself at that point right um so i i play with him a little bit then we start chasing each other's shadows and it was a great time and you know uh up until the you know it it has continued to be a great time. It's just a different time. And when you first approach, and this is what I wanted to talk about today, because if you are dating someone with a child, um, it it can be scary, the thought about it, of being that uh, authoritative role at some point or uh, continuing because that person that has the child is very protective and they're protective of the child and they don't know if they want to you know, go on if this is not a real thing. Sure. So mm-hmm. a lot of times it takes a while for them to introduce you to the child and if they do, just take that as a sign as that's a very good thing that they want to introduce you into that kid's life. Um, especially from a separated family where he knows he or she knows their one parent and they know another parent. And now you're introducing a third, you know, uh, figure into this, you know, um, atmosphere. Right. Um, I've, I've got some friends and they've, and, and family, they've, um, they've gotten back into dating and they've, you know, they've separated, they've had a divorce and they've got kids and they're, yeah, they wait a while. Cause they don't want to constantly, you know, as, as you're getting to know people, they don't want to introduce their kid to just multiple people until you know until you feel stable so it is a good it's got to be nerve-wracking good marker oh um, yeah I, I can imagine it's absolutely got to be nerve-wracking uh a lot of, since i was a kid and my stepdad um and i'll get into this later but uh, there's a song and i know i'm not i used to be into country music a lot and there's a song by brad paisley called uh, he didn't have to be and it's about being a step parent and one of the first lines of the song is uh i think it's when a mom uh, goes on a, on a date with somebody new, it seems up or it winds up being more like a job interview because uh, they you know realize they have that kid and they're trying to find the right person for that kid. Sure. 
Um, I'm glad Stephanie found me and I'm glad that, you know, I'm currently in this situation, but it does come with its trials and tribulations. No doubt. Um, so if you are becoming or thinking about becoming a step parent out there, or you are a new step parent or an old one, um, I'm going to try to give you guys a couple of ways to navigate this because it is, um, from what I can consider, uh, it's always going to be in life about stepping on eggshells and that gets a bad uh, rap too is when you're having to step on eggshells because there's so many things in a relationship as far as step parenting goes that uh, really affects not only the child but your spouse and yourself as well and then in our situation we now have a, a baby that's between her and I so and we have you know Asher lives with us full time so that's a whole different situation that I've never been you know experienced to either sure. um and it's awfully weird because I've got one kid that calls me my God-given name and one kid that calls me daddy. And the little kid uh, sometimes calls me my God-given name to get on my nerves. And so that's something that you have to think about. Um, but yeah. it's, I don't know, it's just, it's, you got to... You got to look at it with a. I don't. I don't want to say open heart. That sounds too cheesy. But you've got to look at it uh, from a bigger perspective um, as far as being personal. Because I am an only child between my mom and my dad, so I'm a very selfish person. So going into this relationship already was hard for me. But when you do acquire uh, a new spouse, or uh, you get in this relationship and they have a child. It tells you there's there's books and there's articles and there's all kinds of stuff that you can read. Obviously about everything in life, but uh, there's quite a few about step parenting. And uh, you know it tells you that there's a couple of styles that you really uh, have an option for. Now you can mix and match these styles, but there's the authoritarian. Is that it? How do you authoritarian? Say? Yeah, authoritarian style which uh, is kind of described as my house, my rules. That's right? you, right? That, I mean, from the spanking episode, <laughs> rule, by, rule by fear, right? That uh, that can't be me at times. Darth yeah. Vader. In fact, in fact, that is me. Like, Darth Vader. I, I looked in, yeah. Darth Vader. I yeah. look inside myself, and I'm the authoritarian style. And I think that's become because I was raised by a single mother, and that's all she had the option of being um, was authoritarian. And then there's a permissive style, um, which is my house, no rules, and the books tell you if you're entering this relationship for the first time, whether the kid is 13, 7, 2, or 26, uh, the permissive style is the way you want to start this whole thing. And that is like a friend, like being a friend and more and not an authoritative figure. Sure. What you want to do is develop this over time. You want to start with the permissive style. And they tell you that it lasts about six months to two years. Now, it could last much longer than that with older children in life. Um, but six months to two years, um, then you're then you're getting into parental monitoring, and that is going to bridge the gap between the permissive style and the authoritarian style. Parental monitoring is just knowing, and it's knowing what they're doing, knowing who their friends are, knowing if they're doing homework, you know, knowing when their games are or recitals are, um, and that it's going to develop that respect. Uh, which ultimately leads into being able to discipline the child as a step parent. Sure, that's that's something that's something I've thought about a lot is um, how to engage how to engage a, a child. Like you, you have to find out what their interests are mm -hmm. and try to yeah engage that way, right? It is, um, and it's it's not 
easy to navigate at all because there's so many factors involved. But I'm going to go through this a little bit. Um, so once the parental monitoring, you know, kind of that time period is over, you can go into more of that light authoritarian style, um, which is... Uh, ultimately out there it's biological parent style it's uh you know having high standards for your kids right it's you know being somebody who's stern and going to yell at your kids when they're doing something wrong and send them to their room and ground them and occasionally for some people out there spank them um but those people you know it's that dad role and it gets you know a bad rap at some in some cases but at the same time that dad is never going to miss a practice or a game or a recital they're always going to be there you know whether they're the bad guy or not right encouraging positive uh encouragement right I, I i do have a question do you think that if darth vader had tried a permissive style with luke <laughs> it would have gone further it would it would have been better like hey you so know? you think he, like he was going to be the friend in this scenario? yeah yeah uh, um, man i see you hang out with the wookie a lot what's that like buddy yeah you know? uh you do you think he ever invited him on the death star and said hey do you want to come over for dinner like, yeah on thursday night yeah maybe grab a slice of pizza and i'll give you a tour of the nuclear reactor or whatever it is so that might have avoided the destruction of the death star Something, All Darth yeah. Vader had to do was be permissive in the beginning, and he wasn't because he was an authoritarian like most of us are. Right. I catch myself being like that all the time. Luke, Luke, focus, focus. Quit <laughs> daydreaming over there. <laughs> yeah. And then he, yeah, I like it. Yeah, and then they get in fights. Yeah. Um, and that that is a good description of how life is in most families. Okay. There's, there's ways to start this with your newly acquired, I say acquired, uh, your newly engaged relationship spouse, so to speak. Because most families out, most step families out there don't talk about being a step parent. They just jump in feet first. And when I read that quote, I said, you know, that's kind of like the way us three described having children, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from belly up at the bar to red door to just diving into it. We none of us completed a full book on being a parent before we were parents. <laughs> and we allowed the hospital, as you can listen or hear in a previous episode, to kind of tell us how to get the kid from the hospital home. And then it's kind of like, oh, shit, now you just got to figure it out. Yeah, uh, you can't just figure it out with step kids you've got to talk about it when you redescribe the the basis of those podcasts it really makes us sound like shitty parents <laughs> we're not no no i mean we, we're honest know. parents yeah let's be yes. honest here i think we're great parents we just uh we just figured it out on the fly so um what you want to do is you want to definitely want to talk to your spouse first um you want to establish uh, i'm going to give you some do's and don'ts here uh some of the do's is uh you know, establish boundaries. Talk to your spouse about, you know, who's going to be the disciplinarian person in this relationship. Uh, if your child does this, who takes care of this? Who talks to him or her? Who, you know, it, it really comes a lot of back to uh, discipline. Uh, in the beginning, as a step parent, you also want to be an extra set of eyes for that spouse. They can't, you know, be seeing everything that's going on. Sure. And kids are going to try to get away with things uh, behind, you know, their parents' back. So you're that extra eyes. But if you see something, you want to definitely take it to the spouse first before you just completely step in. That's because your training and your brain is going to go back to, well, this is bad. 
I need to tell them this is bad. And sometimes I need to get serious, you know, on this, but you cannot do that at first. You want to also support your spouse, but that goes vice versa. Uh, I think your spouse needs to support you um, in your thought processes and the way you want to go about handling certain situations with the child. Be very open. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, another do is grow into your role. And that goes back to the two styles. Start with the permissive style and move gradually into that authoritarian style. Um, and then from there you can move into discipline. Now I'm at the point in my relationship now where, um, you know, Asher's been my, you know, on paper stepson for almost five years now that I'm into that disciplinarian style. I can ground him. I can, you know, tell him when he's doing things wrong. Um, and you know, I can rebut when he starts yelling. You know what's funny? He has a life-size statue of Darth Vader in his room. Now that I think about it, maybe that's we, uh, we, we've talked about this. Yeah, we it's have. not life-size. We've also talked about how we don't we can't confirm that because there was no scale of the uh, how tall. Yeah, we Star don't Wars know the scale of the Star Wars. Oh yeah, universe. that's that's absolutely true. Um, so to go back to the do's um, and growing into your role, um, that is a big thing to me because there's three types of ways that you can grow into this role. You kind of want to start, um, as far as disciplinarian goes, is the what I want to call the babysitter role. And um, the babysitter role, the way I um, am going to explain it is, when a babysitter comes over to your house, you immediately establish boundaries with your child and that babysitter in the same room, right? So the babysitter comes over and you're like, this is Jenny. And Jenny is going to be your babysitter. And, hey. Je- and Jenny has full reign of uh, an extension of me so if you're doing something wrong jenny might not be able to punish you but she will tell me and i will punish you yeah right um so that's that babysitter role then you want to kind of gradually move into the what i call the aunt and uncle role um and that's power through family and seniority so when you think about your aunts or your uncles if they come over they have seniority in your family and you just kind of automatically look at them as an authoritarian figure where they're going to be cool with you, but they can also kind Buy of you punish you. <laughs> right, yeah. I guess. Uh, they can yell at you. They can punish you. They can tell you that you're doing wrong because they are family of you know your parent. Um, and then from the babysitter to the aunt and uncle, you can move into that kind of parenting role where you're taking a lot more responsibility in the child's life. Um, and you're kind of going out on your own and doing it yourself. And, and I imagine that that gradual uh, transformation, it, it, it's it's different for different folks, right? Different yeah. strokes for different folks. Because, I mean, you don't want to confuse somebody. I could see, I could see, you know, getting along with a with a stepkid and then, you know, we're like conspirators, you know, we're buddies. But then if you flip that switch and you're like, you know, grounding them for something, they, that could really confuse them. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it, it's a lot of growing and there's a lot of sacrifice uh, being a step parent. I can, you know, speak on that hundred uh, percent. You guys don't think I sacrifice very much because on the surface, it seems like I'm still having a great time with life. But I am. I'm just trying to balance everything. Um, now, what those are some of the do's. Uh, and then the ways you can grow into it. Some of the don'ts that I want to make sure that I drive home with people today is uh, th- these are some obvious, but some are not so. And one that is obvious is to try to take the place of the removed biological parent. Uh, this next one as a don't, you guys are going to love, don't spank your stepkids. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's it just, just seems weird anyway. It, yeah. it does seem weird. And I don't even know if you're given the... Uh, 
go ahead buy your spouse to spank your stepkids if you still should do that. No, um, it seems like it seems like you spank a stepkid and you've made an enemy for life. Can I go back to the first one real quick? Sure. That could be really tough. If you're a step parent that steps in, you're really putting forth like you're you're putting your all into this. You know, you're trying to you're making an effort, but mm-hmm. maybe the biological parent does not put in an effort. So I can understand how maybe it would be frustrating there to where you're like you know, you're you're um how how can I say this? You're trying. You are. You're maybe you're subconsciously trying to replace the the kid's biological parent just because you can see that you are in fact a better parent to this yeah. kid than maybe their biological parent is sometimes. So that they're hit- not. Let, let me just finish. Um, you're not going to ever like replace them in that emotional role, but at the same time, I can just I can see how a step parent could get frustrated and start to like behave that way, almost like unintentionally, maybe. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that hit, hits home pretty hard with me, um, because I have ideas on how I want Asher, uh, raised as far as discipline, as far as, I don't there's so many factors that, um, it's just different, you know, um, it is frustrating at times when he comes home and he's been allowed to do things in other houses that he is not in ours. And yeah, that, right. that goes back to the communication between the former partners, yeah. um, in that relationship. And that and, needs to be strong and that needs to be driven home is you're, you, there's now three people raising this child. Yeah. And that one, and I think that's something even that speaks beyond um, even step parenting, like just kids of divorce. Like when your parents get, my my parents got divorced when I was in, I think third grade, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, and then there was different rules at both houses, basically. You know, my dad was like more loose. He didn't care. Like we would go over to his house on the weekend. He worked all week. It was just like, let's hang out and do whatever, you know? And then my mom became the disciplinarian. So it's like Mm -hmm. even beyond step parents, like that's, that's a tough thing to navigate in just a child, children of divorce. It, I mean, it's not easy. Um, I, I can tell you that firsthand. Um, other don'ts that you want to uh, avoid is one bad mouth the ex in front of the yeah. step parent. I mean, that's just yeah. that should be an understatement. But some people can't control themselves in certain situations. If you're in an argument with your spouse in the kitchen and the ex comes up, uh, it's hard to stop that. But it does say that you should. Uh, do your best and avoid it and go to another room and continue the discussion away from the children. Um, another is uh, don't get involved in the parenting discussions between the partner and the ex. Now, this is another tricky one to navigate um, because everybody has their own opinions on mm-hmm. how things are supposed to go. And if you're married to someone and you have a partner for life, your thought processes should be somewhat similar. Um, now, when you throw that wild card in there where the thought processes are radical and not on your level, then it gets very difficult because somebody is caught in the middle. Um, oftentimes, it's the one with the ex and the new um, spouse. Um, and I don't know. It, it's it's very it's a it can become sticky and uh, it's just talking to me. It's talking through it. It's being able to talk through it. Um, but don't get don't get involved in the parenting discussions unless you've been around for a while and you have established that relationship yeah. uh, as the new partner with the ex, um, which some people have and some people never have that. 
Um, so again, that's hard to navigate. Uh, the last one, the big don't is, uh, it says, don't get involved in arguments between the spouse and your stepchild. I can personally say that that is the most difficult thing in the world for me because I love Stephanie more than anything in this entire world. And if anybody, I don't care who you are, you could be a bum on the street. You could be her kid. You could be, uh, her boss, you know, somebody that works for her. If you start yelling at her, I am getting involved. I don't care. I, there's yeah. no if ands or buts or ways around that if they're being if somebody anybody's being disrespectful you're right so you try not to especially at first let let, let me rephrase that don't get involved in arguments at first because you don't know their relationship um Mm -hmm. to this point so let them work it out and let them argue it out and try to stay um absent or silent uh, but always cure, keep a watchful ear on it to know what's going on. Well, yeah, you don't want the kid to be feeling like ganged up on like from the beginning. You true. Know? Yeah. Like, that is true. So you let them handle it. And then over time, when you develop that authoritarian style, you're able to, you know, butt into more conversations or say, quit yelling at your mom or, you know, I, I don't know. It Again, very hard to explain for people out there. Um, so is that all the no's on all the don'ts on your list there? That's a lot of the major don'ts. A lot of the major don'ts. So basically from what I learned from that list is like all of those are very sticky situations except for spanking the kid. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yep. Uh, yeah, I would never, uh, spank, uh, Asher. Um, I have spanked Levon and because he's mine and i know that's not right either and i know that you guys disagree with that but um you're the one that keeps bringing it up on the podcast (laughs) yeah i don't know i I, that's your thing man okay (laughs) so what i also wanted to bring up was to remember the kids um no matter what age they are you have to think about them both the parent of the kid and the new step parent of the kid is remember that sometimes they might be suffering um, you know, they, depending on what age they are, they just went through a divorce juice box. Sure. When you were in the third grade, I'm sure you remember it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was tough. Um, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't remember it vividly, but you know, it was tough having to go live, you know, spend the weekend with my dad's. He had to move out. It was like a sticky or, you know, it was stressful. A weird situation. yeah, it was a weird, stressful situation. I just want to say though, like, I never, I don't think I ever had the mentality our parents never made it feel like it was our fault or anything like that. Like it was never like, it just kind of made sense. Like they just didn't, they weren't good sure. together anymore. You know, that's kind of, it, it was, un, you didn't understand it on that level as a kid, but you did understand like they were arguing and stuff beforehand. So it just made sense. But like, I mean, now that that's a good thing that they didn't make you feel, um, in yeah. any way because they sacrificed themselves for you, yeah. even though they were going through that. See, I didn't have that because I, my parents divorced when I was two years old. So I don't remember anything about that. Right, you know, yeah. um, I always remember them being separated and one living in Kentucky and one living in Tennessee. And there was a lot of sacrifice that went along with that over the years um but another thing about remembering the kids is they just went through this divorce as you did um now they have new living situations they might be going to new schools to have to meet new friends uh now they're going back and forth from two different homes which Mm -hmm. they weren't used to as well like you just discussed so you have to take your you know parenting head out of it and try to think on the child's level um, again not always easy but if you can do that it will actually help you um, you know navigate from this permissive style into the authoritarian style because you know like I said in the very beginning uh, when you first meet them you kind of want to be friends with them uh, I go right. back to that story where I bought Asher ice cream and we chased each other's shadows the very first time I met him and I developed that friendship level with him 
up until the point where they moved into my house. Um, and then at that point, uh, the, there was still a transition period, but now it's like full on, like I'm a disciplinarian. Like I take you to school. I was the coach on your, uh, your third grade basketball team. You know, I'm, I'm now in, 100% involved. Um, you know, I, I'm receiving letters from your school. I'm going to meet with the teachers. I'm, you know, there's a lot involved in being a parent. Right. And now I don't even look at myself as a step parent. And I don't know if he does, but I don't. At this point, he's just my kid. And, mm-hmm. you know, occasionally he goes over to this other guy's house on the, the weekend sometimes. Um, and I don't know. I don't, maybe that's not the best approach to take, but that's one that I think developing, uh, for his development is a better one to take. Um, well, it feels like it's going to be a, a constantly evolving situation throughout right. your guys' life anyways. Like yeah. you're never going to just have, I mean, maybe when you're both, you know, full on adults and you know, when he's grown up, you'll have a more steady relationship. But I feel sure. like as you grow, even like your parent, your relationship with your parents is weird anyway, when you're getting older, like throw, you know, throw a step parent in the mix. Absolutely. Um, so you've got to think on the kids level. And then the final thing that I want to say, uh, as far as navigating, becoming a new step parent is you have, and you have, have, have to make, uh, your marriage a priority. Um, there has to be unity there. There has to be loyalty there. They can't, you can't come into it thinking the mom is always going to side with the kid. Um, or, you know, the majority of the time the mom is going to side with the kid or the dad's going to side with the kid. Um, if that's your situation, because again, it goes back to, you've got to talk, uh, about the rules before you, you get into this. You don't just jump in feet, uh, feet first. Um, marriage is a big deal. Uh, and that's what, like we said, 50% of marriages end in divorce. I'm sure it's, I would love to look at the statistics of how many percent or what percentage of marriages with stepchildren now involved end in divorce. 66%. I was looking that up earlier. 60, Six, 66% of people that get married that already have kids will end up getting divorced. Okay. Um, Stephanie, it's not looking that good for us. <laughs> that's from like a 2010 census, I think. So I, I don't know. That's That seems a little yeah, off. Yeah. And it seems like blended families are are more common. I think, and and I don't know. It seems like a, a lot of people make it work. I know it's I know it's got to be tough. Um, it's not I, personally speaking. It's not easy. One thing that I can say to kind of wrap it up about the whole marriage um, and about you know you out there is for me personally. I was an only child. I'm a very selfish person. Um, I have had to develop over the last seven years this kind of selflessness that has not existed in me before. I was always able to do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and I could play both sides because I had, you know, separated parents. If one didn't say yes, the other one would because I got pretty good at negotiations when I was little. You're DiCaprio from The Departed. There, yes, Um, play on both sides. But one thing I can say this, and I want to drive this home with everybody out there, is that you have to be selfless. just know, and I've had to wrap my head around this, that I will never be first in her life. I will never in my life develop that. And most people that go into new relationships or get married, you know, we're so excited. You know, he gave me a ring in Alaska or wherever, and we got engaged and we don't have kids. It's just us. You're always probably going to love that person more than anything else in your life. And I love Stephanie more than anything in my life, but I know that I will never be that to her um, because she started out with a child. So you, 
that's another part of this that makes it nerve wracking is the sacrifice. And, um, I don't know. That's all I can say about that. It's just be prepared for that. You've got to let it go. You've got to let yourself go. Tremendous Um, patience. I I imagine. Yeah. Just like with any, any kid, but I I imagine there's, there's more of a a load because there's more, uh, so I mean, unpack, I guess it can be nerve wracking and it can be scary, but it's also rewarding. Um, you know, you're adding another human into your world um, that you can get personal with. You know, you can cry in front of, you can argue with, you can discipline, you can watch uh, the right. Beetlejuice for the first time with the kid and introduce them to things that you love to see if they like them or not. Now, Asher and I do not have a... Uh, relationship to where we're into the same things we was, are not we are polar opposites right i was going to ask about that which makes it even harder because when you enter a step relationship you want to find things on their level that they like right so yeah so you sacrifice and do what they want to do mm-hmm. or, or try to find out what their interest is and and you know help them explore and then over time you expect them to do the same back to you but they don't because no, they're kids they're they're and they're, they're assholes they're selfish too yeah so so what do you what do you guys do that he likes to do uh, we like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, that is one of the only similarities that we have. Uh, no, I mean, there's, there's other things. We like wrestling. Um, we like wrestling with each other and we like watching wrestling. Um, he doesn't like live music and I love it. Right. Um, yeah. he doesn't like sporting events and I love them. Right. Um, he is a obsessive reader and like you guys and most of our listenership know, I've read probably eight books in my whole life. Well, I, I got a, I got a question about the sports. Maybe, maybe you just haven't found his sport. Maybe he likes like, uh, extreme sports or something. Motorbikes. Maybe, maybe cause that'll <laughs> keep his attention faster. Maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, he likes video games and I despise them. That's crazy. You've got a whole arcade downstairs and it's, <laughs> those are it's arcade so... games. We can get into that on another podcast. There's a difference between an arcade game and a video game. Is it? There is. I used to say when I was growing up, video games took my friends cause they would all be inside playing the new PlayStation game. And I just want to play fucking wiffle ball. And, uh, you know, it never failed that everybody's in this dark little room playing around the screen. And I think that's where I developed my severe hatred for screens, um, if I'm not watching them. Yeah, you're splitting hairs about the video. <laughs> yeah. You're splitting hairs. All right. So, you know, I, I did some research and some searching online, and I found some videos that lead me to believe that stepmoms are turning the corner, and they're getting a little more popular, and they're looked at a different way now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, they're really starting to uh, take care of the needs of their stepsons more often. Oh, Okay. Um, where did you find this research? Uh, I would love to look it up. You know, um, I think if you just go out there and type stepmom, stepson, love scene, you'll find, <laughs> you'll find some stuff. Wait, so we're, we're transitioning to the ever popular genre of pornography. Well, I mean, it's, it's doing a lot for stepmoms. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it is doing a lot for stepmoms. Stepsisters also, apparently. Maybe that's something you and Asher could bond over. All oh, right. <laughs> Let's wait until he's much older. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not walking into this. So that's what I wanted to bring up on the podcast this week. I'm sorry if I got too deep for everybody out there that was looking for a pop culture episode or something about Nashville. No. But that's good. why we're here is to kind of give you, I, I want to say, I don't want to use the term roadmap because it's, it might not be the most accurate term out there, but just 
our experiences and what we go through on a daily basis, we're going through it too. So if you are out there, feel free to uh, DM us on our socials. I'm you know happy to answer any questions or talk to you about anything that you want to you know uh, talk about in regards to in, in regards to this subject. Yeah, give us. Don't a... call me up and ask me what Pornhub <laughs> videos I've seen. Uh, involving uh, stepmoms. I don't think anybody's going to do that. But okay. <laughs> that, yeah, if you got a good step parenting uh, story or something you want to share with us, please do. Yeah, feel free to reach out on our, our uh, uh, Instagram account, Twitter, DM us. Uh, we're on Facebook. You know where to find us, Raising Nashville Podcast. Uh, we're here every week doing something different, and we'll be back next week um, with something about Nashville, you know? Cause yeah, we, um, that's where we're from. We're raising Nashville. We are raising Juice. We are raising Nashville. We're raising Nashville. Juice Box, do you think, all right, so now that Bucky's done, do you mm-hmm. think he uh, accurately portrayed himself as Darth Vader? I mean, he, he made some sacrificing uh, efforts there, I think, the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, I guess I just still don't un- understand the analogy because Darth Vader wasn't his stepdad. Yeah, me, yeah. I, I but he played that kind of role. He was always, you know, off somewhere else. You're more like the emperor. The emperor is kind of like a stepdad. Okay. Um, no. Maybe. I, I just don't know. Yeah. You got to think. Oh, you, gotta, you know who's the step? The fucking stepdad is Obi Wan Kenobi. Is he? Yeah. No, he's. Well, he's, no, he yeah, took he's him the, under his wing. He's more well, like yeah. the uncle. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's this cool uncle. Yeah, he's, he's cool the uncle, uncle that teaches think, him everything. Well, I think that's they they butted heads. He's like Anakin, you know, quit being a fucking dick. And he's and Anakin's like, oh, you know, sulking. And he's like, oh, dude. No. You know, oh, so Obi Wan is Anakin's stepdad. Yeah, Obi Wan okay. is Anakin's stepdad. Okay, but he's Luke's cool. I uncle. could see that. He's Luke's cool they get, uncle. They get in yeah. fights. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, there's your analogy. Okay, fair enough. I'm terrible at Star you Wars. Got the references. beard. So we gonna start this episode all over again? <laughs> no, sorry, I hope not. Uh, we hope you guys have a great week. And uh, again, uh, like us, rate us, find us, Podbean, uh, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, may the force be with you. <laughs> uh, we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you don't have children, have one. Have one. Catch up. Yeah. We want you to know what we go through. Yeah. The fear. When a single mom goes out on a date with somebody new. It always winds up feeling more like a job interview My mama used to wonder if she'd ever meet someone Who wouldn't find out about me and then turn around and run I met the man I call my dad when I was five years old He took my mom